Welcome to Let Love, a podcast with the Sisters of Life. We invite you to join us for conversation, looking at life through the lens of love. You are loved, you are made in God's image, and your life matters. Let's talk about it. Oh my gosh, I almost want to sing Jingle Bells, Jingle All the Way into the Desert, but I guess it's the wrong liturgical season. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever it takes. Here we are. Okay. This is Sister Annie Stay. This is Sister Mary Grace. And we're jingling our way into the desert of Lent. (laughs) (laughs) You had it here first. Listen, first Sunday of Lent. Yeah. I can't wait. Episode two Mm -hmm. of this Lenten season. We're claiming the gifts of the desert. Yeah. And it's blessing me to think of things that way. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's kind of the flip side of Lent. Yeah. There is so much in it that, gosh, if you think of gifts, and it's not the first thing you think of, like, gifts in the desert. You're like, what are the gifts in the desert? But it is, sister. It's yeah. like, yeah, God goes to the extremities, and the richest ones start right here. It's, like, shocking. When you look at the desert as a g- place of gifts with the Lord, it's... Yeah. um. Yeah, it's it's wild. It it's actually, fun. there's so much in it. I think that's why I want to sing Jingle Bells. Like, let's yeah. put the bells on and get in there. <laughs> like, anyway. but no, seriously. Okay, but before we get going here, yeah. I was just thinking about my childhood mm. because, like, it's nice. You know, this first gospel, and we're gonna read it. We'll get yeah. into it, but it's all about temptation. Mm-hmm. And like, as a kid, you know, all the best stuff is so tempting. I feel like childhood is a as a phase of temptation. Yes. Like you're constantly <laughs> pushing boundaries, children. I don't, said I don't know why. You want the most chocolatey You thing. always want more. You want the thing that's going to be most flammable. Don't know how to stop. You're going to like start jazzing up the ironing board. Like, because uh-huh. yeah, why not let a 20 pound hot object hit me in the face? Like seriously, what? Who invented uh, the ironing board? Yeah. Obviously they this didn't have children. Good question. Yeah. Or like, Maybe okay, case in point. Uh-huh. Do you have a particular story? Oh, my gosh. Temptation okay. child? So my grandparents came. I, I think I was still a baby. So I've only been told this story, but like okay. my grandparents came to visit. Uh-huh. All right. And um, so our house at the time, like the, the driveway was on a bit of a hill. And so like they parked their RV, like <laughs> this huge RV. You can see a building. On the yep. driveway. Okay, cool. And it's like, it's like a tilt. Mm-hmm. And of course, the first rule, dad says, nobody play in the RV. Mm. Nobody play in the RV. Mm. Do You're not to be in the RV without an adult. Gosh. So what? It's like an invitation for a child. Well, there it is. Come on. I mean. Of what's wrong with the RV? Assume, what's inside the EV, RV? That's it. Yeah. So, of course, as soon as mom and dad turn their backs and go hang out with grandma and grandpa, um, my older brother and two sisters are in that RV. Mm-hmm. And they're playing, playing, la, 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 la. Well, someone pops the RV in the reverse. Oh, gosh. And rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> oh, they took out our neighbor's garage. Whoa. Oh, no, half their kitchen. That's what it oh. was. I mean, this thing just rolled right down the hill okay? and, like, broke in through, I think it was either the, it was, oh, like, the goodness. driveway kitchen, like, because everything in Maine is, like, attached, you know what I mean? Because it's sure, cold sure, winters sure. and you want to be able to walk from point A to point B without going outside. Uh-huh. So... Praise be to God, no one got hurt. Oh my goodness. And the kiddos are fine. But like it was pretty serious property damage. Yeah. And we're just grateful we had very forgiving neighbors. Wow. Um maybe that's why we eventually moved out into neighbors. the woods. Yeah. <laughs> just <laughs> far away from old harm and damage to other people. <laughs> yeah. It's like wow, wow. so many kids we gotta go to the woods. But um there it is though. <laughs> I mean, funny now. I had the time. 
But isn't that interesting? It's like a warning or like something borderline dangerous becomes like the next project for a child. And it's just, I had the same experience. I don't know why. It must really? be just like a child way where it's like when you're told not to do something, it becomes all of a sudden ridiculously enticing. And, and you it. just you just got to find out why. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it must be something about driveways and children. But <laughs> every time we'd go out the front, I remember we'd run outside. I'd be like five, six. And I remember mom was like, don't forget your helmets. And I'm like, we should forget our helmets. Don't wear the helmet. I don't know why. It was like, I don't want to wear the helmet because mom said wear the helmet. So let's do it without the helmet. And I, I would, we would like try and be sneaky and, and get on our skateboards and bikes and go down speeding down this hill. And it only took a couple of afternoons. But like, yeah, dad was watching and we didn't, we didn't put our helmets on. And I mean, the amount of times that I ran straight into like the kitchen, the garage door oh. without a helmet on, oh. like I, I kind of like had this egg on my head. Uh for a long time you know that it just happened a lot but it's just something about like don't do this becomes incredibly tempting for a child we're just it's like we have this risk factor in us it is it's you just want to push the boundaries well there it is i do think sister i don't want to be too theological about it but i do let's spiritualize it this is the wound of original sin listen Seen first here. It's operative. What is that from the very beginning and that's why we've we need the desert we need the desert and that's why when we're faced with temptation, as we pop into this season of Lent, don't be afraid. And we're yeah. going to read the gospel as to why we don't have to be afraid. Uh-huh. And actually, like, Christ has gone before us. Uh-huh. He's leading us. And he is going to allow us to um, overcome these temptations. Cool. And he's going to win the victory in us, actually. Mm-hmm. And we're going to claim the gift of even being willing to step up to these mm-hmm. temptations um, and seek yeah. to overcome them uh, by depending on God. Actually. Cool. Not on our own strength. Oh, I like that. What do you think? I wish I knew that in my childhood. Amen. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> it probably would have saved me a few stitches. <laughs> yeah. A couple eggs on the head. Yeah, for sure. I don't know. So, what do you think? You want to pray? Okay. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Father, we uh, thank you and we praise you for all that you are, for your goodness, for your providence. And we pray in gratitude, especially for the gift of Jesus, for sending him to every place that we need him, for the gift of his his presence with us in every place that we experience, any form of the desert, any place that we feel dry, alone, unresourceful, or isolated. We thank you, Father, for the gift of Jesus in this place. We just ask, Father, that you send the same Holy Spirit that drove him into the desert, into the desert of our hearts right now, to be with us, to fill us with the life of your Spirit, that we may follow you wherever you go. We ask for the gift of faith in you and what you are about, and the grace to be docile, to listen to you in our hearts, to recognize you, and to trust you without borders. Pray all of this in the name of Jesus. We ask for the intercession of Our Lady, Queen of Peace. Amen. Amen. Name the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Whoa, sister, I'm loving this gospel. Mm-hmm. For Sunday of Lent, we like. Yeah, I know. I keep talking about jingle bells. I repent, <laughs> but like seriously, I'm like, I'm yeah. excited to get in there. Uh huh. I don't know. You want to read this gospel? Yeah. Want me to read it? What you want to read it this time? You yeah, want to I could take it? a break. Yeah. All right. Okay. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert 
to be tempted by the devil. He fasted for forty days and forty nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. He said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple and said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus answered him, Again, it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world in their magnificence. And he said to him, All these I shall give to you, if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this, Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Amen. Amen. Woo! Whoa. Whoa. We're, there. We're in Lent. We are in Lent, sister. Yeah. We have been led yeah. into the desert. Uh-huh. I don't know. What do you think? Sister, I love, I mean, I love that right there. I mean, I stopped at that first sentence. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert mm. to be tempted. And I just, I mean, even just the fact that Jesus was, Jesus was led, you know, um, this mm. is special time of Lent that, you know, this is not something that Jesus planned or signed up for. It was kind of like a program he entered into. The very fact that this whole season of grace is about Jesus responding to this impulse of love that he was driven by love like this is uh this is his motivation this is his response to an invitation uh and i think you know too often i think about len i immediately go into a self-examination of like my goals you know we're at the beginning Mm -hmm. of the year it's like you want to i want to start here i want to i know i need to work on there i need a it's a lot of me 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 and a me uh, setting up goals but right from the get-go we have jesus immediately Stripping us of that idea that Lent is about me and self-reliance, but Lent is about a spirit reliance, like a real new um, invitation to really rely on the spirit that is taking us somewhere. Mm. You know, uh, that Lent is a response to an invitation and uh, one that is unpredictable. We don't always know where it's going, but has direction from someone else, you know? It's powerful. Yeah, it kind of takes the pressure off right away. It's like, God, God has a plan here, and I'm responding to the invitation that is an invitation of love, and I want to I wanna go there. And this drivenness, I mean, he didn't stumble into the desert. He didn't drag his feet in there. No. He'd driven. He was a man fueled by love. Wow, so uh, and it took him to some pretty rough places of the world. <laughs> That's, well, it's, yeah. it's so powerful, and uh-huh. it changes everything, actually, sister. It changes mm-hmm. the whole tone, actually. Right. As you're speaking, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I'm following. I'm yes. being led. Right. And I'm actually being led by the Holy Spirit. I'm yeah. not going alone. It's not on me. Not on me. Mm-hmm. And, like, the Spirit wants to give me gifts. And this is, again, claiming the gifts of the desert that actually 
the Holy Spirit is waiting for you. Cool. He's waiting for you. Mm -hmm. um, he walks with you. Um, and actually, the Spirit is not like a paltry spirit, okay? The Spirit of God is a super abundant spirit, yeah. right? Uh -huh. He's not just going to like fill you with drops of water in the desert. No, mm -hmm. no, no, no. He is going to flood your heart cool. in the desert. Cool. And actually, like, let's just like step back and look at how it sustained Jesus, all right? Mm -hmm. Because first of all, we see that he fasted mm -hmm. for 40 days and 40 nights. And he admits, the gospel admits, he was hungry. Uh, it's an understatement of the year. Right? Say it. Respect. Yeah. I, I get you, Jesus. Like, yeah. Thanks for being real. And actually encouraging us. Yes, there's an ardor mm -hmm. to the, the fasting, to the offering. And yet, right at this point, you know, that you would say he was at his weakest, perhaps. Uh -huh. This is when the enemy comes and tempts him. Well, Right? Yep. And yet, you see the fullness of God's spirit <laughs> filling Jesus because and, and look exactly where the enemy attacks him. Mm. All of these temptations ultimately mm. fire at Jesus's identity. Mm -hmm. If you are the son of God, that's how he begins mm. every, every temptation. If, if yeah. he puts that shadow, um, if you are the son of God, if you are the one who is beloved, mm -hmm. if you are the one who's anointed, if you are, and actually it's like we see the spirit of God sustaining him. Um, he's able to come back with the word of God, uh, the, cool. the words of his father to him, his mm -hmm. beloved son. Um, he is sustained, actually. We see that he's given the strength to, to sustain these temptations without sin, without falling. Um, and by anchoring himself where, where is his strength? In his sonship. Cool. Um, in that he belongs to the Father mm -hmm. in this covenant love that's been established between him and God, in this gift ultimately of God's Holy Spirit that is filling him. And so, yes, the desert hmm. might empty us of, yeah, um, maybe a little bit of coffee if we've given up caffeine or like uh -huh. the sweets or, you know, whatever we've discerned is gonna, is gonna help us ultimately grow our charity, ult ultimately help us grow closer yes. to God but it is going to fill us yes. with the more that we desire, the more that we want, which is God's very spirit, mm. which is our life blending with his, which is that ardent charity that we we beg would set our hearts in flame. Like cool. talk about a gift. Yeah. That's why we've got to make some Lenten version of Jingle Bells. I'm sorry, I'm going to yeah. get off it. <laughs> I'm sorry. But Listen, like, sister, Christmas is done. I want... <laughs> No, it's true. You're still living in the gift of Christmas. We That's need, listen. It's one bit long life. We need a song that gets yeah. us, gets us yeah. in, like actually. There's there's gifts to yeah. claim. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. No, I love I love that because it is. It's like Jesus. I mean, I just keep hearing that word. He was driven. He he ran into the desert. He was. Yeah, he's responding to someone who's beckoning his name. Mm -hmm. So he was probably singing the whole way, praising the Father. Mm -hmm. You know, and um. Yeah, he. <laughs> Sure, he had his own jingle going. Yes, yeah, let's <laughs> What song is you know? Because what is he doing? He's delivering us from every temptation here. Mm -hmm. This is the joy that we find in the desert. It's not a lonely, arid place anymore. Mm -hmm. Deliverance is the gift that we receive in the desert. You know, it's another one that. Um, and what do we have here? You know, we have a history of Adam in all of our lives where we have people, places, things, moments of our day that we grasp, that we go for things. Um, and here we have the gift of a new way that Jesus has 
uh, combated every temptation you and I will ever experience. I mean, just period, that in itself is amazing and such a gift. But not only not only has he combated, he's delivered us from it. Um, and there's no experience that we have now that we can claim as our own temptation alone, that Jesus has claimed our deserts as his own mm-hmm. and he's defeated it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's interesting. I love, you know, this, when I was praying with this time too, uh, that he was led in the desert to be tempted. I mean, this is the prayer of the Our Father, sister. Mm-hmm. You know, it reminds me of lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. I mean, we're claiming this deliverance in every Our Father. We're claiming the gift of Lent, that every day that Jesus has delivered me from every empty place. Um, and Lent is like where it's one long song of the Our Father. Mm-hmm. You know, Our Father here, wherever I'm struggling, whatever I'm, wherever I feel empty on, that's where I can sing out the Our Father. Mm-hmm. Our Father, come into this place. And where Adam grasped, Jesus now receives, mm-hmm. you know, and he's given us this new way, this new way where I don't have to grasp anymore. Or where I grasp, I can now open those hands out and say, Father, yeah. Father, I need you here. Jesus, deliver me from this place. I claim the gift that you won in that desert. Win it now in me. Wow. Yeah. That is awesome, sister. Mm. I think deeply true. And actually, there it is. It's not Jingle Bells. It's the Paternoster. <laughs> it's our Father. That's what Jesus is singing Amen. in the desert. Yeah. It's beautiful. This song is prayer to the Father. Mm-hmm. Um and even as you speak, sister, of this new way, mm-hmm. um, yeah, God's proposing a new way mm-hmm. and this way of dependence on the Father, this this way of sonship or, or daughterhood, right? Yep. Like um, being a beloved of God. And yet, yeah. um, I kind of want to throw out a little triplet. I know I'm speaking in threes. Yeah. I know last, last week I was all about threes and just to mm-hmm. sometimes it helps me to think about things in threes and yeah. I don't know. There's there's a my cool. memory can only bear three. <laughs> that's that's it. I forget. So that's let's it. Oh my gosh, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, come on, you've got it all in three. Yeah, so three and one, one and three. Here's to it. But um, just the program of Lent, the and that the church puts forth, but also this new way. Um, again, I think they're one and the same. And just want to propose um, anointing or sorry. Um, wedding with prayer, fasting, and almsgiving. Mm-hmm. First, a theological virtue. And then second, and this is particular to our lives as religious, but actually uh, we're all called actually to poverty, chastity, and obedience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, not everyone's called to the vows of such and to be consecrated in in in, in, in that particular way of life, of, of following mm-hmm. after Christ. But there's a, the virtue of obedience and poverty and chastity that uh, each is called to so i think it can really apply to everybody but looking at prayer right and what theological virtue strengthens prayer which is ultimately this relationship Mm. with the father that's Mm. faith um and so to pray for an increase of faith to to look to god um look look up in that posture of faith and ultimately what this will strengthen is our obedience Mm -hmm. um our freedom to surrender our wills uh, to the one will of the Father, yeah. to to be docile, uh, to be able to be led hmm. uh, and follow. And and as you're speaking, sister, it's like we all want to follow. We're made to follow, actually. Like we want to be led mm-hmm. um, by the Good Shepherd. Mm-hmm. Uh, it takes a lot of pressure off our lives. Um, mm-hmm. Second, looking at fasting, right? Um, we can fast from fear. We can fast from criticism. We can fast from food or whatever we put in our mouths. Um, but what strengthens our fasting is hope, actually. Yes. That there is, there's a more. Yeah. Um, I can 
I can throw the anchor of my life into the heart of the Father and let him pull me up, Hmm. pull me up into the more and into the life that he invites me to. And uh, what helps us here? Um, Poverty. Hmm. Um, That this willingness to be poor um, and yet blessed, right? That the Father provides and will provide in this this new space that's going to open up through my fasting, through my hope in God. And that carving out, um, I will be filled. I will be filled. Uh, blessed are the poor in spirit, right? Mm-hmm. Lastly, almsgiving. Um, yes, giving of my time, talent, and treasure. Uh, and not just giving it away, um, but with love and in mm-hmm. self-gift. Um, and what ultimately strengthens um, my love, my almsgiving, and what holds it is this great virtue of chastity. Hmm. Um this virtue that actually integrates my love so that I can give of myself um, to another um, in, in a purity of heart um, and in a, a reverence and in a truth to myself and to another. Uh, mm-hmm. So you see, it's like, I don't know, I love it. It's like this new way, hmm. but it's not a way that you're going to hear about a lot right? <laughs> yeah, outside of the gospel. It's totally countercultural. Totally yep. radical, totally hmm. countercultural. And yet I dare you to try it. Hmm. I dare. And this is what we're all daring in right. Lent because it will bless you. It hmm. will set you free. Um, as you are saying, sister, you will claim those graces of deliverance, yep. of sonship, um, of the fullness of the life of the spirit that we all long to live in. Yeah. Well, it's awesome. And it's like, it, when you're talking, I'm like, this is like helping us live the life of Jesus now. Amen. You know, it's like how, and again, not just like an invitation, but this Lent, Jesus wants to live this Lent in me mm. in these ways, these these three ways. Wow, that's awesome. Gosh, this is the other thing that struck me too is just, as you say, the three, like the threes, mm-hmm. like I noticed in this gospel that like, his response to these three temptations, uh, again, is like he is these three words that he says, it is written. It is written. And I don't think I've ever noticed it as much as I have this Lent, but just Jesus's reliance on the word that he He who is almighty and all-powerful and has no problem with memory loss <laughs> relies on a written word to find his strength, you know, Um and I love that he's giving us a way to not just I've delivered you and we're going to passively accept this, but he's like, this is how I've delivered you. The word has a particular strength during the season uh, that I relied on and you can, and this is the way forward. Um, and you literally hear him response in each of these words. And it makes me think of, you know, what what ways have we responded in the past to temptations? And if you just look at what Adam did, Adam heard these temptations and he listened to the temptations. Mm. Whereas here we have Jesus, he is the temptation. So he's heard every temptation we've ever mm-hmm. experienced. But instead of listening to them, he returns to the word. Mm. It's like the word is his defense to temptation, uh, which to me is like, that's just such that's just such a practical example of hope to me. I'm like, we all hear temptations. There are, there are lies spoken. The serpent is uh, silent, but at times he's loud. Mm. Um, and there's nothing necessarily wrong with that. But Jesus gives this new way of immediately responding with, you know, uh, this choice to choose an oasis in the desert, mm-hmm. this oasis of the word. He's in the desert. He experiences the temptations and he doesn't deal with it solo and he doesn't even listen to it. He immediately remembers the word that is spoken. Um, and I love that because, you know, we 
again, like Lent is a time to, we're thinking about what are we going to give up? What are we going to fast from? But here Jesus is also giving us a choice to take on something. Mm. Like what are we giving up? But what what word am I taking on each day? What is stabilizing me as I as I move through the weeks and realize my weakness and my need and my areas that I need more and more of the Father? Um, you know, in that end, how am I being strengthened by the word? What am I, where's my oasis during the day that I'm receiving his word to strengthen me to live this thing? Um, so I love that this, this, oh. this opportunity gives us, you know, this, oh, sister feeding yeah. his word. I think he's inviting us to a heavy diet on the word. That's it. Lent. It's like, we're taking it on. Well, and sister, you're speaking of like, yeah, there's fasting in the desert, but there's feasting. Uh-huh. And that's cool. where you need to feast. Cool. Um, that we're not going to starve to death out there, actually. We're right. we're going to open ourselves up cool. to actually eating the good mm-hmm. food and nutrition that we need. Yeah. And it's, sister, it's powerful. Because Oof. you know what you notice in this? It's like, it says, Jesus says, Jesus says three times. It's like purifying. It is written. It is written. It is written. And what happens? The devil gets sick and tired. Yeah. The devil flees. And what happens? The angels come. Oh, Like, it, it is literally powerful to rely on this oasis of the word in Lent, demons flee and angels come. Whoa. Like it's powerful. Whoa. It's powerful. I love it. Well, it also, I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, I don't know what you're kind of inspiring a lot of things in my mind and my heart right now, sister, but like sometimes I like to get creative too about how yeah. I approach my spiritual life. Yes. And sometimes I do like to imagine, you know, my heart mm-hmm. as like a, as a garden. Mm-hmm. And again, there's actually, there's there's blooms, there's oases out in the uh, desert too, you know? So again, like, I don't want to mix too many analogies, but sure. only to say, um, like, as you're speaking, it's like, we might need to do some weeding in our garden, right? Like, because we want to, as we're feasting on God's word, mm-hmm. that's what we're seeking to flourish is is what is the the most beautiful blooms in our garden, right? What is truest? Yeah. What is good? Um uh, this whole essential reality of identity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and just like as a question and just huh. throwing it out there, it's like when you look at the garden of your heart, where do you need to weed out some of the lies, mm-hmm. right? What's choking the truth of your identity in God, mm-hmm. that you are a beloved daughter, that you are a beloved son, that your worth, your value rests in God's love for you, that you're defined by his love and nothing else. That, mm-hmm. yeah, um, even if you mess it up today big time, you're fast, whatever, mm-hmm. say a wrong thing in a relationship, like yeah, um, the more that's holding you, the mm-hmm. truth that's holding you, uh, the father that's holding you, um, mm-hmm. that has a place for you in his heart, a special place that's for no one else but you, mm-hmm. um, that we can rest in that. And yet, there can be what I call identity lies, mm-hmm. right? Like yeah. if I mess something up, like um, I mess something up at work, I'm bad, mm-hmm. I'm I'm stupid, I'm this, I'm that, right? No, you're yeah. not. That's a lie. But actually it can happen so mm-hmm. quickly. And actually to ask Jesus, the gardener, bring you in there to your heart and be like, mm-hmm. Jesus, where do we need to, to do some weeding? You know, where do I need to, to pull out some weeds that are drawing me into a shame-based identity? Uh, yeah. Where do I need to pull out some lies, some thought patterns, uh, emotional patterns that aren't necessarily leading me to the truth of who I am ultimately mm-hmm. in God? Because ultimately, as we as we drink deep of our sonship, of uh, being beloved daughters, um, we're going to find the strength that Jesus found to resist temptation, cool. um, to 
to resist uh, these lies ultimately mm-hmm. that that diminish or distract uh, or yeah draw mm-hmm. us into the hellish desert without God right mm-hmm. um, yeah that's awesome because it's like the serpent in all of these is temptations it's always starting with an if like yeah. it's a questioning of something true mm-hmm. you know it's like and that's where Jesus wants to go it's like where am I questioning what's the ifs in my heart oh. for those things that you mentioned like what are, what are those ones that are hard to believe and Jesus' response, what he does, it is. Like, he claims truth. He's like, it is true. Like, it is. What is the it is that I'm going to claim here yeah, this is true. in response to it? But, yeah, this is – Jesus is going for these ifs. Well, even, like, it's no – it's, like, classic enemy. Right. He puts questions where there are not questions. Well, right? Like, right. the question of our goodness. It's not mm-hmm. a question mark. It's a certitude in mm-hmm. God. The question of my worth, of my value, mm-hmm. of my dignity, of my sacredness. None of those things are question marks. Mm-hmm. Of my beauty, of that I have a purpose, that I am a gift of love. None of those are question marks. Right. Um, huh. Those are, and, that, and actually, when you start sniffing questions in those departments, mm-hmm. whose voice are you listening to? Yeah. Who's asking that question? Mm-hmm. Um because it is, it's like part of holiness is actually aligning our gaze with the fathers. And that's particularly in the way that we see ourselves. Do we see ourselves as God sees us, mm-hmm. as the father sees us? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, mm-hmm. it's a important first step, I think, in a life of holiness. Cool. Um, to your eyes of love. I love that. And that's where I hear, like, that's where I think it makes sense of Jesus being driven. Like, he's so eager to meet us in these places. Like, this is where he's, sister, he's on the suit of these places that we question. Like, this is this is what Lent's all about. Is like, Jesus is, this is the perfect love that casts out all fear. It's like the perfect love that is driven towards the places where we fear. It's mm-hmm. like, this is where he's coming for. This is what he wants to love us in. Mm-hmm. Um, and even claiming onto those truths, like, Jesus, claim these for me here. Remind me of them. Ah, speak your truth to me here where I've forgotten it, where I've given up on it. Like, desert is a lifeless place. Jesus, come bring back life where I have believed the complete opposite of this. Um, Amen. Yeah, make make things bloom where I've given up entirely on whatever it is. Make make springs, yeah, come where I thought it wasn't possible again. I mean, he's talking about I want to go the extremes of these lies, and I want to I want to uh, show you the way out. Wow, wow, sister, this is powerful. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. I feel like again. Probably gotten started, but before we go, mm. you know, particular challenge or encouragement as yeah. we look at this incredible feast actually in front of us yeah. as we enter into the season of Lent. Yeah. Like this first Sunday, it's like we're going in yeah. to the heart of the Father. Cool. We're going in to receive the full life of the Spirit. Yeah. You know, we're going in to allow God to deliver us, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. to break us free um, for the new life that, that He's eager to bring and will and in through these beautiful days. But I don't know. It's exciting. Here we go. What do you think? Do you have a challenge? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Sounds like you're on to something. You know what? I would say yeah. this would be my challenge. Uh-huh. Simply uh, to kick off this first week and in response to this gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, again, three. One, two, three. Yeah. Um, to to beg, to daily ask for the grace uh, to be given um, particular gifts in faith, hope, and love. Hmm. That the Lord strengthen your faith, your hope, and your love. Uh, that you, in a sense, affix your 
gaze, the gaze of your heart, of your mind, um, on God, on God, God alone. Like it's almost like getting focused, right? Especially as we begin, mm-hmm. where's your target? And just look the Father in the eyes. Cool. And that's where you're going to stay. And you're going to ask for every grace of faith, hope, and love. Nice. To stay there, to mm-hmm. hold you there. And if you're looking at the Father, you're going to be fine. Mm. If you're looking at the Father, you're going to receive mm. all that you need that will hold you in this beautiful time in the desert. If you're looking at the Father, mm. you're going to have your heart spoken to in deep and profound ways. Mm. Uh, so I'd say get focused in, take a look at that Father, looking at you, don't look at anything else, and then beg, beg, beg. I love that. Faith, hope, and love. That's all you need. Don't take much. Just those three things. I love that. Yeah. Nice, sister. How about you, sister? Gosh, well, I I would only add on to that. I love that. I would only add on to that. Uh, just, I think I'm just moved by the practical application Jesus gives us to defeat these places. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know. I think in a moment of temptation or when a particular fast or something is kind of getting a little hard, I'm questioning it or... Or even I think of a yeah a thought that comes that is one of my own kind of ifs. Uh, instead of thinking about how to go about it, just immediately to make that place be a prayer. Like, give me a word, God. Mm-hmm. Give me a word. Uh, and really open my heart to listen to what he says right in that moment, not after it, not before it, whenever. But particularly when I, when I struggle, even in this first week, or if I question at any point, just in the middle of that experience to cry out and say, God, give me a word. Awesome. Give me a word and wait for it, you know, uh, and he is faithful and will answer whether it's in the moment or later. But look for a word from scripture. You know, we might hear it during the mass or, you know, we pick up the a Bible uh, at least one point through the day. <clears throat> but I really think he's inviting us into a steady diet of the word this Lent. Uh, so really, especially in a time of temptation or questioning to just let that place be a prayer. Immediate. Let, let, let the spring come by just actually asking asking for a word wow yeah i love it sister <clears throat> hey it's time to feast and fast <laughs> feasting on the right stuff amen i love it the gift wow. of feasting amen well a gift to be with you sister yeah you too sister. and, and get everyone with us mm-hmm. yeah and um hey should we close this thing down with a prayer let's do it please <laughs> sister father son holy spirit <laughs> amen Father, we ask for just the grace to simply look at you, looking at us, to receive your gaze upon us, uh, to look at you as we step into this desert uh, of Lent, to look at you um, as we feel the bite and temptations of the enemy. Uh, We ask for the grace to simply set our gaze on you um, so that we might receive your gaze upon us, your gaze of unconditional love. your gaze that tells us that um, we are beloved daughters, we are beloved sons, uh, we are yours, we belong to you, we belong to love, we're defined by love. Um, protect us in this truth, Father, hold us in this truth, fill us with faith, hope, and love, uh, fill us with your word, um, speak the word our heart needs, uh, needs to feast upon so that we might uh, endure this time uh, of testing in the desert. We thank you ahead of time for your provident care. As we say, glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and will will be forever. forever. Amen. 
Amen. Good to be claiming the gifts together, sister. Yeah. Here's to it. Amen. God bless you all. We're praying for you. This was Let Love Podcast with the Sisters of Life, a religious community of women consecrated for the protection of the sacredness of human life. Be assured of our prayers and learn more at sistersoflife.org.